Today we have a very special episode. I have my wife joining me. We're going to talk about marriage and some of the fun stories and some of our favorite Bible verses and stuff like that. So join me today. Let's do this. Guys, I'm so excited to start this episode with everyone here. Uh, we've got an exciting one today. Uh, I have my wife on with me. She's straight across from me. Uh, so, guys, I've been wanting someone on my podcast now for a long time. I, I will say I have not worked hard enough to actually put someone in my podcast. But I have someone on my podcast. And no better way to start the new year off than with my wife. Right here with us on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit today about marriage we've only been married a, f a few months so it's not like we have all the experience in the world but we want to give you guys our perspective and what we kind of walk through and we wanted to tell you some fun stories and just kind of bring you into the new year the right way um and so that's what we're going to be talking to you guys about today um i'm excited about this one i have all like the questions written down and we're just going to talk and just share um stuff with you guys but if you guys haven't you guys can go follow me on my social media accounts uh, that's one way to keep track of everything that I'm doing. I try my best to post. I haven't been super good about it, but it's a new year. Why not say I'm going to do better, right? You know, because that's how we roll. Um, but yeah, we're going to roll in this new year. I'm just excited. So, babe, how's it going? <laughs> it's, it's all right, honey. Are you a little nervous? A little bit. A little nervous. I, we're just working on this. This is something that some people, like you've never done this, right? I can speak in front of... 50,000 people with no problem, but this is terrifying. Just the me and the microphone. Yeah. That's crazy. And our dog may appear sometime. He he doesn't talk much either, so <laughs> don't get much out of him. But, sweetie, tell us, tell people, like, where you're from. Where where did Catherine Elizabeth Ward grow up? Thank you for saying my name right. You're welcome. You often still say I often name. say the wrong one. I usually say your maiden name, Henson. I apologize. <laughs> Tell us, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Clever. Ooh, big town? No. Okay. I mean, some of this information I already obviously know, but everyone needs to know. Who are you? Okay. Tell them, uh, what are your favorite things to do, sweetheart? Um. <laughs> do you have any favorite things to do? Um. Well, I'm just discovering a lot of free time, and I don't know what to do with it. Oh. Because I just graduated. Yes, you did. So I don't have any homework anymore. No. And I don't know what to do with myself. That's okay. Well, we do photography. Yeah, we I do. I like that. Pretty much just hanging with you. You just like hanging with me. Mm -hmm. That's something a husband loves to hear. <laughs> it melts his heart to hear that his <laughs> wife's favorite things to do are hang with him. Because I'm kind of a, a, a rascal of sorts. I'm kind of a weird... <laughs> A weirdo. You've never said rascal before. Well, now I did. So, But I'm kind of weird. I'm kind of weird. And you can admit that. It's okay. You can tell them anything you want. This podcast is all about being transparent. Um, okay, so your favorite thing to do is to hang out with me. Okay, maybe give them a little bit of, I think a good way to help them understand who Catherine is, is by telling them kind of what you did in high school. I think this is where they need to enter in. Like, who was Catherine in high school? will show them a lot of, like, how smart she is. Because you're really smart and stuff like that. I don't like talking about myself. Baby, why do I have to? I want you to tell them what you did because I don't know how to explain it. Well, in high school, I was a little bit of a 
overachiever, perfectionist person. Um, I was really big in FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. Woohoo! I was the state president. Mm. I was on a national council. Lots of things with that. Drum major in band. NHS leadership. I taught piano. I taught 20 piano lessons a week. But that's definitely not um, where I'm at anymore. You know, I got sick and went through a lot of things. So I've learned how to slow down. Do you want to tell them a little bit about that six star? I, I want... I want you to be on this podcast another time where we're talking kind of a testimony whenever you're ready for that. Because I really think it's powerful and people can really like take something from that. But can you just share like the sickness part? Like so people can understand like, okay, you had to shift from being like that overachiever you're talking about. Someone who was like in FBLA. Like guys, she was like, I've seen stuff, videos, pictures. Like she was speaking to thousands of people. She was in front of them accepting awards and stuff like this. And like... So you went from that to someone who had to realize, I can't necessarily do that anymore. So like, what was the stuff that caused that? So they can like understand kind of where you're at now. Well, I was running for state president. Um, thankfully, it was just in Springfield here as our state conference. So I wasn't too far from home, um, but ended up in the hospital. I thought I had um, just like a bladder infection. And they put me on some weird antibiotics. And then by the end of that week, I was really sick. And that's when I was in the hospital. And I just did not feel good at all. I basically felt like I had the flu. Um, but horrible, horrible back pain. So we thought maybe the infection had spread to my kidneys, um, which can be really dangerous. So that's why I we went to the emergency room. Um, and they did a lot of blood work. And basically... All my blood cells were deforming and all this weird stuff. And they essentially said, you have leukemia. You need to see an oncologist on Monday. This was Saturday when I was um, getting ready to start a state conference. And so pretty much went through the whole conference, ran for state president thinking I had leukemia. Um, and then we, I ended up back in the hospital. Uh... Two days later, after almost passing out on stage, because <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't breathe. Um, and they said, no, your blood cells have fixed themselves. You don't have cancer. And I'm like, well, that's great. Um, but basically, just never got better from that. Um, so dealing with a lot, a lot of pain and fatigue, primarily. Um, later diagnosed with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, several other things. But, yeah, it was like I was healthy one day and extremely sick the next day and never got better from that. Yeah. Well, not to mention you had those sudden things, but also what grade was it when you're like you're hearing just in oh, your right ear? Or your, yeah, your right ear. Like, yeah, like just like those sudden things happen to you. And even for me, of course, we're not going to like fully talk about this. I think there's a lot goes into your testimony with that part. But it's like, even for me, trying to understand that, because I've always grown up like, I'm the kind of person that never goes to the doctor and it probably annoys people. Like I just, that stuff never happened to me. And so like when we got married or even before we got married, like trying to, ooh, that was close. Um, trying to like learn that part of it and understand, because like every day you're saying like, 
you wake up and there's pain. Like it's just a part of it. And people will try to like help you and tell you these things, but it's like, it's more so for people to understand there's not some like miracle fix, I guess. Like there's always the hope that God, like we pray that God like will heal and you'll be able to have that strength back. Um, but that's not necessarily something that's just going to happen. Um, but yeah, so it's just, so you see how you kind of like went from FBLA, like state president, like you are a big deal. Like I've witnessed the pictures and videos and medals up in our attic now or whatever of like that stuff. So it's very uh, interesting just to like take that. Cause me, I was just a sports player. I just, I just was like, I'm good at school, but like, I don't really like focus on it. And now she graduated and now I'm trying to apply to go to Spurgeon and like be like do ministry stuff. So it's just, it's fun. It's just fun life, you know? Um, but yeah, so let's just talk about some of our, uh, first things like talk about, let's talk about marriage, but let's talk about, start with like a little before marriage, like our dating and stuff. I think there's always things people, I think we, we can help other people. There's other people like, so we were both in college age, um, we, we work with our college ministry and stuff. So there's people our age who are dating and stuff. And it's like something that's normal. I don't think that you have to be like some 50 year old who's gone through it years and years ago to be someone who can speak on it. I think it's interesting to be able to be someone who kind of just left that stage and we can speak into that and like help people, um, understand like there's certain challenges, there's certain benefits, there's certain things that, you know, God calls us to do. Um, through those. Um, so let's just talk about dating first. Let's share some of like, let's share some of our challenges when it comes to dating, like maybe that we faced and that we can share with people. Dating or being engaged? Dating, just dating right now. Cause we were dating for a few months. So we'd start dating September 22nd, 1st, 21st. I knew that. <laughs> I, it's, all, it's all kind of right there. We got married on the 23rd. I, I get them all confused. I, we did get married on the 23rd, though. I can't tell you guys that much um, of the next year after we started dating. But we started dating the 21st. Um, and then we got engaged May 7th. So that was only that was a few months. But before that, we were friends um, for a few months as well. So it was like we built a friendship. We realized we wanted more than just that friendship. We moved into being together in a relationship as boyfriend and girlfriend and then engaged and then married and then here we are, you know, so just dating. What are some of the challenges that you'd like people to know um, that we faced and stuff like that? You can start if oh, you want thanks. or I can start. I can, I can start. <laughs> you go ahead. I think one of the biggest challenges for us was like the travel. Mm -hmm. That was really hard. So there was multiple times where either not only, so I, I lived in Ozark with my, my parents. I hadn't moved out of there or anything. You had already been moved out. Like you didn't live with your parents. And so you lived kind of, it's not North Springfield, but it was, I'd say mid North is kind of how I look at it. I feel like the you can go farther. Part. You live in the sketchy part. Um, and I lived in just Ozark, you know, in a nice suburban neighborhood it wasn't anything crazy um so it was about 15 20 minutes which right i mean 20 25 20 25 i can't remember it's been a long time so you know you talk about that travel time but it was also like then there was a couple trips i took and those were hard too because it was like 
you're gone. I kind of want, I want you here. Like, I don't know what your perspective on it was, but it was like, okay, I'm leaving. Like, obviously it's like, I can't just say, guys, I have my girlfriend back here. I can't go. Like, it's different. Like when we're married, it's like, hey, my wife's here. Like we've talked about this. I need to stay back. But like when you're dating, it's kind of like that weird. Okay. You're making it sound like I told you not to go on trips. No, no. You You didn't tell me not to go on trips. That's not what I mean. But I'm saying like, there was that sense of like in me where I was like, I want to be here. But I also want to be there, you know? And so it's like, we just found it hard, the traveling. Like, it was like every night I had to go home, you know? Like, most of the time, I'd say most of the time, maybe not. I think we probably balanced where we were going. Sometimes you were over at mine and I was over at yours. But, like, there was always one of us who had to go home. And at some point, that began to be something that was hard. We yeah, like, I mean, we sound kind of ridiculous right now because I know a lot of people do long distance and go through a lot more. Um, it's really just like the yearning to just be together and not have to like say goodnight and goodbye, you know. Um, but also cherishing that time where we were apart, um, trying to be intentional um, about that. Yeah, you said that much better than I did. No, I didn't. You did. You did. <clears throat> Well, I mean, but that's true. It's like, there's like a time to cherish mm-hmm. that, okay, we're together, but we also need to keep living mm-hmm. the life that we have because it's like, if you just go, I mean, like in my experience, I was always off full steam ahead and kind of, I don't pay attention to what's happening around me. And so it's like this particular relationship, it was like, I told myself, well, yeah, I'm here because I want to marry her before we went there. Like, I want, that's why I'm here. My intention is not just to have fun and woohoo, you know, but it was like, I want to marry her someday. Like, but also acknowledging that you're not married till you're married. Yeah. That is a big thing for me. You're not married till you're married. You can cut it off anytime. You can be intentional without being tied down. Mm-hmm. Not tied, not tied down, but like, being intentional, but acknowledging that you are not married until you are married. Yeah. But it's like the intention behind, like, because we live in a kind of a culture where it's like, hook up. Mm-hmm. It's like you just hook up, you have sex, and then you leave. You know, kind of like that stuff. And it's like, and then also like in some Christian culture, it's very like, do this, do this, do this. And you have to follow these rules, these rules, these rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it makes it to where it's like, if you don't date this way, you're not a Christian. I think there's certain ways that that becomes to be a, a problem mm-hmm. where it's like, I think there's obviously certain things that you, you should be like living by and you should continue to like glorify the Lord and everything that you say and do. But for so many people, it's like each relationship looks very different mm-hmm. and ours looks different than the people who may be listening to this podcast. And they're like, I'm curious, how do I walk in mine? And and I think ultimately, like, if you guys have questions, ask those questions. I mean, it doesn't have to be to us or anything like that. We're obviously willing to answer those questions. But ask those questions to someone who has the wisdom behind that, who's walked through that stage. I think there's too many people who, you know, it's like they want question or want answers about like this stuff. And then they go to someone who's never even walked through that stage before, which to me, it's hard to to watch that because I'm like, okay, they come in with some experience in some ways, but it's like, if you don't ask someone who's actually walked through that stage, I don't feel like you actually get a better light of things. It's like, 
it's like if we were to do our our marriage counseling or you know our stuff we did it with our our pastor premarital counseling. premarital counseling if we if we would have done that with just some random friend who who never has any experience with it whatsoever it would have been like uh yeah i just uh found this stuff online and here you go but it was like we had our college pastor and he walked us through not only his own life experience but he was help helping us go to the bible and point that stuff out and so it's just like i just find it so important to just find people with the right wisdom there and not just anybody and everybody because like even us like if someone were to ask us certain questions it's like we wouldn't be able to answer we've only been married a few months and that's okay it's like we'll get there someday but like we're not there you kind of got off on a tangent there i really did <laughs> i tend to do that <laughs> that's why you have to tell us some things what are, what, are, what are some of the challenges that you maybe personally like i don't know um just balancing uh fact that we were in a serious relationship but also uh you know we weren't married and so we still had obligations that came first you know um balancing school for me and work and friendships you know and acknowledging that yeah we had a lot of friends that were happy for us and then there were also some situations that were not so great when we started dating um situations with other people that were um hard to navigate and frankly made dating not so fun sometimes you know without getting into too many details um but yeah that was That was a challenge. And it's like, I guess there's always the opportunity when you, when you do something like this, especially since we were friends, like there was, we had a friend group and, you know, we were doing community together all the time. And there's, there's always an opportunity for feelings and people to get hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think we found our place, ourselves in a place where slowly we're moving past that. And where we're able to see like, okay, this happened, this stuff happened, um, but God still has a plan and he's still like formed all these things and we can work through this. And like, we have brothers and sisters out there who maybe we did hurt and maybe they were hurt by something or whatever, but yet we're still able to walk together. And it's like, it's like reconciliation. It's like, we should always seek that. We should always seek to like grow from those experiences because we're not perfect i mean not everything can is always perfectly handled but yeah that was i mean that was a challenge when we were dating for sure um i don't know there wasn't a whole lot of i think for me it was just like a lot of just learning <laughs> i'm always i'd say that same thing for like marriage is just like learning and growing um because it's like we're not the same person like I'm a very, I don't, I don't, I'm a, just a very, maybe ultra chill guy <laughs> when it comes to things. Like I just, my brain doesn't think about a lot of things in certain ways. And you're very on top of things, very smart, very like, uh, maybe a, you're still like very accomplished based. Like you're like, I want to accomplish this like task or, or thing. Like, you know, you have this mindset, um, and so it was like, I need to learn that I wanted to learn more about you and learn about like personality and stuff like that. So I could love you better, you know? Um, and that's something I'm still 
doing. It's something I'm still like trying to trying to grow on and stuff, but things are challenging and that's okay. Like I think that's just a part of life. Like if you're not willing to want to keep grow growing, then you're always going to be stagnant or moving backwards. So what about some, what were some fun stories from our, our dating relationship when we were dating? Do you have any fun stories? We're kind of a funny bunch when the camera's not on or something like that, you know, like, we're <laughs> uh, that time we were playing that game, like the best friends game or something. And it, Partners were assigned randomly, but we got assigned to each other. Um, and the qu- you'd like write down your answers on a whiteboard or something and see if your answers matched. Mm-hmm. And your the question was, are you a flirt? Like, is Zach a flirt? And <laughs> he said yes, and I said no. That so we see how that went. <laughs> He's like, I flirted with you. I'm like, no, you didn't. Apparently, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> That's so funny to me still because I like I didn't think about it like too much. I just was like, yeah, of course. I'm a flirt. No. And then she's like, no, you aren't. I'm like, well, that stinks. <laughs> I don't know if I lose some of my manliness from not being a good flirt. Um, one story that comes to my mind is particularly about chocolate cake. There was a moment... When my darling wife here, when she wasn't my wife at that point, she makes some killer cakes. Her cakes are absolutely amazing, and I love them so much. And she uh, she made the cake, and I don't I don't remember why you made the cake. Did you just make it just cause? I think yeah, just cause. Um, and uh, you need to specify what kind it was. Was it just wasn't it just chocolate? Chocolate, yes. That's yeah, what's it was, important. It was chocolate cake it was really good they're they're always really good and sometimes she puts peppermint in there because she knows i like peppermint which makes me happy um but she she made the cake and we sat down and ate it and that night i was actually going to go to my best friend's intramural game at uh his campus um and so i was like okay we're gonna eat cake and then i'm gonna head over there whatever um so i ate the cake and then i i got up and i think you pointed like just pointed out that i had cake all over my butt <laughs> on my pants i don't remember which pants i was wearing or anything but they they were pants where it's very visible it wasn't like you can't really see it like you can see it so it looked like i pooped my pants which is not good <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing so to avoid maximum amount of embarrassment i decided hey babe you have a pair of like joggers or something i can wear or something like that or probably you said hey i have a pair of joggers i you can wear and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then I put them on. So I was wearing my wife's joggers to and the intramural game. And then you basically stole them from me because they liked them. They were very comfortable. They're a little short on me, but that's Old okay. Navy. Old Navy. One of our favorite places to shop. But yeah, it was just, that was that was pretty funny. We've had a lot of funny moments. I think it's hard to like try and re- re- remind ourselves of them at times. We just like see pictures and videos. I mean, there was... There's what we've gone on some trips together that were pretty funny. I mean, I think a lot of our funny times are just, like I said, not when the camera's on or anything. It's just like, and it's usually me being kind of a, a dangus. Like I'm usually doing something silly and yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a, a weirdo. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so let's talk about uh, marriage and like the leading up to marriage a little bit, like just right before. Um, I think that that time is where it starts to get a little bit more like, okay, now we, we've entered into the, to the we're engaged stage and we're about to get married. When we were only engaged for five months, four or five months, four months, um, which to a lot of people are like, Whoa! I remember my mom, she was like, don't you think that's pretty quick? And I was like, she was like, she started counting how many months her and my dad were. And she's like, oh, five. Yeah, that's, I guess that's about the same. Not really much different. I was like, I'm telling you, it's not that much different. Um, but yeah, I think like, I think the engagement stage was very interesting because it was like anticipation, even for four months. I can't imagine people doing it much longer than that. Well, we bought a house in March, two months before we got engaged. Um, at that point, I guess we just knew we were eventually going to get married. Um, we bought a house together. That's yeah. a whole other story. Um, and so I moved in and lived there until we got married. And so that was um, challenging. I had never <clears throat> lived alone. I lived with my parents and then lived on campus and then had a roommate. And um, just kind of walking through a season of life where I was, like, learning a lot and um, emotionally, like, struggling through some things. And so just being alone was not fun. Like, you'd be over, obviously. Like, we'd be doing stuff around the house or just hanging out here. Um, but then always having to leave because, like, we never do the night together or anything. Um, and then just having to be alone, like, at night, that's what I didn't like. Like, we're yeah. in a safe part of town, but it's just, like, you know, woman living alone. Nowhere's really safe. Yeah. When you think about it anymore. Yeah. That was hard. I remember how hard – it was hard leaving you every – like, every – I mean, it was pretty much every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like there were some nights where it wasn't, obviously, but um, like it was like every night having to leave you was like, I could see like hurt you every time. Mm-hmm. Like to know like <laughs> we were so close to getting married. And it's like, it's only four months. So to some people, it doesn't seem that long. But I think whenever you're actually in that experience, it completely changes because yeah. it felt forever. Well, when I had surgery in June. Um, oh, yeah. It was a surgery to uh, correct a birth defect in my small intestine, and they couldn't find it. So I had been struggling with this problem for probably like eight months before that, and they did surgery, and they couldn't find it. So I had four incisions. I was supposed to have one tiny incision, and I had four large ones, and the surgery they couldn't even do what they wanted to do. And so I could barely walk. I couldn't get up. I couldn't put my socks on. Thankfully, I could go to the bathroom by myself, but, like, I couldn't get up or, mm-hmm. like, put my socks on or anything by myself. And so, like, you... Yeah, me and Alex. Yeah. You, we, the we guys had here. to sleep over here the first couple nights to um, take care of me. But, I mean, for probably a good month after that, like, I wasn't able to do things completely by myself. And so, you were here, and, like, you would help me. You would, like, help me get in bed at night because I physically, like, couldn't lift my mm-hmm. legs into bed. So, like, you'd tuck me in and, like, take, give me my meds and stuff. And so then it's like, I was in bed and it's like, and you have to leave, you know? Yeah. And so that was hard. And then even after I like, got better, you still did that, like took me in and gave me my medicine and mm-hmm. got my water filled and put my socks on. That's just a nightly routine. Yeah, now no, it's great. It's puffs and pills, baby. <laughs> okay, let's clarify. It's an inhaler for <laughs> asthma hey, and I they would know uh, that. pain medicine for my chronic illnesses. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember that happening. I mean, like, that was that was rough. I mean, it was emotionally really, really hard. Like, thinking you're going to have surgery. And, like, the doctor basically said that this could be causing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that he was going to do the surgery and I was going to wake up and feel a thousand times better. And so, mm-hmm. like, going under the knife thinking that you're going to be fixed and healed and then waking up yeah. with a recovery that was ten times worse than it was supposed to be and no healing. That's mm-hmm. That's... Terrible. Yeah. You know, very depressing. And I know it was like so hard for you, but like even like okay, we were we were engaged at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but we're still not married. And for me it was like horrible when it was me and your mom and he brought us back. This like renowned like mm-hmm. surgeon. Uh he brought us back and said we we didn't couldn't do it. We didn't mm-hmm. find anything. Like I was like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And like I'm not someone who's super I'm not confrontational, but I'm also not someone who's like, I'm not good at taking initiative. I'll be honest and say that. Like, it's just not something that I've been good at. It's something I have to work on. Um, But I remember getting back in the room and I was like, I don't want to tell her. (laughs) Like, I just, because I know you were going to be so happy to know that it was fixed. And then when we had to tell you, babe, it it wasn't fixed. They couldn't do it. Well, it was just coming out of anesthesia. Yeah. So I was already like loopy and weird I, when he, my mom told me i thought i was being punked yeah like that's I what you someone said someone was gonna come out and like be like gotcha <laughs> yeah so like the whole so it was really hard from that point on i know for you and even like for me like honestly mm-hmm. it was just like we're here like i'm trying to take care of you but i mean frankly like the emotions that you're gonna have are like you really probably just don't want anybody around that's like true. well like to a degree like you're just hurting and like it's like I think there's a degree of where you're like, this was hard for me. And like, I just, like you said, you, you felt depressed about it. Like it was hard. Um, and so it was just like, I didn't know exactly how to go about it. Like, I didn't know like, what am I supposed to do? Like, so I just was like, babe, what do you need from me? And I just did those things. Like I didn't try to overstep, um, in those areas. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I know that was that was challenging, and that was, I mean, early on in the engagement, of course. But I think it was one of my challenges was my attitude actually during <laughs> our engagement. Um, I think that it was so easy for me to. I, I wanted. I I didn't do what I told us that I wanted us to do. Does that make sense? So I told. I was like to us. I was like, babe, I just want us to have fun. I want us to enjoy like planning a wedding and like do these things together. And like, I chose to do the opposite of that. Basically. I basically chose to have a bad attitude all the time about things. It felt like to me, maybe it wasn't to you, but I felt like a lot of the stuff that I walked in, I was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, like I didn't really, I was so nonchalant about it. And I was like, I think that would be like a piece of advice that I would give like any other guy whatever, like truly like enjoy like the process of planning and stuff because I mean, it's a big day. I mean, you're getting married to your best friend, this person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And that's not something you can just be like, take so like casually. It's like, that's really cool. Like that's something that's awesome. Um, I do know that we had a lot of fun planning certain things. I think I was just really like, really wanted all the food tasting part of the thing. I just wanted to be like, can we go taste all the food? stuff to figure that out um i think i remember that being my thing 
Or it was either that or can we have everything be blue? Probably. It's probably either one. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember that four months feeling like an eternity. <laughs> so I can't imagine someone going a year. Like there's people who I know who are getting like married. They got engaged and they're going to get married in like two years. I'm like, and what would Terry tell us? Six months. Six months. At the most. Yeah. And why, maybe you can tell him, like, because I know you, you might say that better than me, but, like, why does he, like, why did people say maybe that? Like, why, why not wait a year or two? Why do it in, like, a few months? Well, I mean, there's kind of no point in waiting so long. You know, all it does is breed temptation and um, that longing to be married, you know, you're struggling through and. I mean, for especially for, like, for people who haven't lived together, you know, like, I think people that have, like, don't follow the Lord and, like, have lived together and have sex, like, whatever. To them, it's marriage isn't really a big deal. But, like, to us, like, marriage is a big deal. You know, I mean, first of all, it's, like, a covenant between us, and it's it means something, you know, but also, like, we haven't lived together, haven't had sex, like, that kind of thing. Um, so the longer you wait, I mean, frankly, the more temptation there is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we're just like four months counting down, just being like, we want to be married. Like, we just want to live together now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so, every, I mean, you thought saying goodnight was hard when we were just boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I think it intensified when we were engaged because it was like counting down the days of like when we're going to be married, actually, mm-hmm. you know. And so that kind of leads us into marriage. So September 23rd was the day we got married. That was an awesome day. I loved it. It was so good. Um, and so I know the weather, that was a fun part. We were, <laughs> we were trying to, we didn't know what the weather was going to be like, but that day was like perfect. Like, I think it was 60 some degrees or 70 and like partly cloudy with some sun. Like it was just like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like I just loved it. It was great. I, I just remember that, that being so cool. So, yeah, like, we've been married now, what, three months? Is that right? September, mm-hmm. October, November, December, basically. Um, what, a, what, I always like to go to, bless you, bless you, bless you. Her sneezes are so cute. They're so cute. Maybe, let's Can we just. Can take a bathroom break before we get into that oh, part? Oh, okay, we're taking halftime break, guys. Halftime break, and then she'll be back. Okay, well, okay, we are back from our brief little bathroom break. Um, sometimes it's just necessary. Um, but yeah, so we were jumping into marriage. And again, like we said, we've only been married for a few months. Um, so we're not by any stretch of the imagination professionals on any kind of marriage advice whatsoever. But I do think that we offer some insight on some of the stuff that could be important for people like a few months of marriage. What have we learned? What have been challenges? What things, what pieces of advice would we like to give things like that? Um, that we can help people. Like we have some friends who are going to be getting married soon. Like, I mean, they're just previously engaged, you know, I know there's going to be more to come. Um, and so it's like, I think for us, it was interesting because in our college ministry, we're the first ones. Basically, like there's been obviously like in this college ministry people before that have, but like of our like generation, quote yeah, unquote. yeah, of our generation. Um, 
And so that's been, I think that's honestly been one of the hardest challenges actually is because it feels like, okay, we go to this campus ministry, you know, a few times a week and like now we're married. So it's like, do people look at us different? Um, how do we act now? Like, do we like, there's just different ways that like was challenging. And I think that we're still working through. Um, but also I think people can glean from it. Like, especially if they're going to be getting married soon, like whatever group you're in, um, there's just different dynamics that do change because of it, whether we like it or not. Like people just realize, Oh, like they're married now. Like we're just going to act probably a little different around them. Like it's not going to be exactly the same. Um, and I think that's okay, but it's really hard to learn that, especially when you've never gone through it. Right. You know, I guess that's just a part of like the growing and learning and like what I want people to be able to hear from this is like, whenever you feel like you're alone, you're not like, especially with this kind of stuff. There's been so many people in campus ministries who've gotten married and walked through these same things and they would tell you and be the first to tell you like, Hey, like it's okay. Like we walk through these two, like just keep going, like keep trusting the Lord. Cause he's got a plan. Um, but yeah, what was like your experience with that, especially maybe like the campus ministry, like just trying to walk through that. I mean, you were doing full-time school, full-time work, campus ministry leader, like you were doing the whole gambit. I was just working part-time for campus ministry, married to a beautiful wife. And you know, like that was it. I think people assume that once you get married that you don't want to hang out with them anymore. You know, like, Oh, they're married. Like people definitely, I think, saw our identity change you know like we're not zach space catherine we're zach and catherine like we come together mm. which is true you know like two shall become one and we're together and that means something but also like i still want to hang out with girls and you still want to hang out with your guys you know mm. and i think people kind of assume that when people get married that that's all they want to do is be married and hang mm-hmm. out with married people um so my best friend Miranda got married a month before us, um, which has honestly been a huge blessing because we can, we hang out with them a lot and like just be able to walk through the season of life together, um, have someone to talk about uh, that things with, because they're in a different campus ministry and they're the only ones married and everyone's younger than them. So we're kind of walking through a similar thing. Um, But I think definitely just trying to still fit in with people um, and be leaders of single people while we're married. I mean, some people don't want to go to a small group, I guess, that's led by married people when they're single. And, like, there's been some hurt in situations like that. Um, And so just trying to learn, like, be patient with people. Like, this is the first time that they've been around married people. And it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, but I think it is just things are different and sometimes different is challenging. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. There, I mean, again, like, this podcast, like, I just... I mean, you were the one who challenged me on it to be like way more transparent than I am. I think I was always thought I was, but I wasn't. And I think that's just your transparency coming out. Like some things even hurt us and we were trying to walk through them and it's hard. Like we want to still be with these people. And I know it was a lot harder for you than it was probably for me because I have been, had the same friends for a long time. Like I've had these guys that I'm really close to and we always hang out and do things. Um, And that wasn't the same for you. Like I had a different experience with that, but it was still hard because I still remember going a lot to, you know, our campus ministry stuff and being like, 
do I even fit in here anymore? Like, like, am I wanted? I guess is even like the thing that I would ask myself. And I know that you probably did as well. Um, and that part was hard. So that was like, I think at least for me, I've definitely eased into that a lot more where I'm like very comfortable being like married. I know some people will even joke about it still to be like, that's crazy. I think you guys are married. Like, I'm just like, wait, they're the wards now. Like, it's just a thing. Um, but like, to me, it's just important to remember now we're one and, but we still want that, you know, you still want to hang out with the girls and I still want to hang out with the guys. And like, I think, especially if, you know, if you're about to get married, I, I would like to remind you that that's a possibility that the people that you're around will start to act the same way that we're talking about. Um, and I don't really blame or like want to be like, Oh, how dare they? Um, but I just think again, it's just growth for everyone. I mean, it's really, mm-hmm. but it's like, when we think about like our Christian community, it's like, there should never be a moment, even when people get married where we stop being brothers and sisters in Christ together. Like we don't have to be besties for the resties, you know, with every single person or stuff like that. But it's like, but it is grateful. Like you have Miranda, your best friend to be able to like kind of share that, you know, that's we're kind of in the similar, like they're just a month ahead of us. Right. You know? And so it's like, that's cool. Like you're able to share that. And there's some other people that are going to be getting married that, you know, I think may be curious about some of the stuff that we walked through because they're going to be walking through it too. Um, but yeah, I remember that being a challenge for sure. Do you have any other challenges? I have some, but (laughs) I I don't know if you have any, I just, I just curious, like, I just want you to like be able to share. I don't know. How honest are we getting? Um, how transparent are we? We can be as transparent as we need. I know where this must be going. No, where do you think it's going? Must be something about me. No, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, I don't know what you're going to say. I want you to be as transparent as you want, babe. I think that I'll, I'll say this before you say whatever you're going to say is like, again, whoever's listening to this podcast, whatever's going to be heard. Um, I think everything is okay to be said to it. Like some things are need to be said, like that transparency mm-hmm. needs to be said. Um, because if it doesn't, other people are going to walk through it and, and not know what they're doing. And like, I want people to be able to walk through those stages and be like, have something there. And so it's like, some of mine are hard. Some of yours are hard and that's okay. So be as transparent. (laughs) Well, within the Christian community, I think there's a lot of expectations that lie around, you know, sex and getting married. Um, I guess there should be, but you know, I was sexually abused for three years um and so just walking into a healthy relationship but also like carrying a lot of baggage and like I've gone to therapy and like worked through a lot but um when you've been sexually abused uh it's really hard to be in a health healthy sexual relationship again um and like obviously you've been great about that like being patient and navigating that um but I think most of the time, so like we talked about this a lot in premarital counseling, but most of the time when you get married and you haven't had sex before, it's not going to be perfect, you know, 
it's not always going to be easy. Um, so I think people, people need to know that, you know, that it's not like you jump into bed and you're like, woohoo, perfect. Mm-hmm. Check mark, you know? <laughs> um, and so I think there was a lot of emotional stuff that I brought into it um, that we are still working through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, that's been something for me. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard because, I mean, I, I, I joke about this, but like I was homeschooled and like to a, to a degree, I felt like I was probably in the, you know, Christian household where it just wasn't talked about a lot, like honestly. And there's a lot of that just going around. And I married someone who's like, I want to talk about this. Like, you know, like it's something like um, that I'm still getting used to. But it's like, I will say, like, I feel like I've become a lot more comfortable talking about that stuff. <laughs> like, it's not something, of course, like I had my struggle when I was, you know, walking through middle school and high school, you know, of like my porn addiction. And that was something, my baggage, I brought in. So I brought in the whole And yours affects mine and mine affects you. Yeah. You know. They both like kind of go together in a way that, you know, it's like for me, I look at it, I'm like, I did this stuff. So I was the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And you came in hurt and broken by that, by someone who hurt you. Um, and that, like, again, like, I want that to be a part of, like, your testimony. I know that's a whole, like, thing for you. And that's, like, something I really want people to hear because it's so powerful. Um, so hopefully, like, you'll be able to do that whenever you want. But it's, like, you talk about that. I mean, it is hard. And it's not like we're perfect or anything. It's, like, we're still growing a lot in that. Um, and I think for me, like, just as completely transparent as I can be, like, I was the stereotypical guy. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not the stereotypical guy and all that stuff when Before it comes. Before we got married, you're like, I'm not going to want sex all the time. Yeah. I'm not going to be like that. Then we got married and you're like, hey, babe. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Baby, babe. Mean, yeah, it's true. And it's like, I know like our parents might be listening to this and like stuff like that and be like, oh, well, you know, stuff like that. And even friends might be listening to this and stuff. But again, it's like, let's stop making this topic so taboo. taboo. Um. Because it's like, okay, we're walking through like season right now where it's like we're having to learn um, each other really with it. Like, because I think too often we get in these situations and we both react in the way that, I, at least I, I react in a lot of the way that just only is selfish. It only sees my point of view. And it's like, I don't see where she's coming from, you know, like where you're coming from. And then that hurts what's happening. Um, and I've had to learn, I need to understand what she's saying, because if I'm not understanding what you're saying about this particular thing, then I'm never going to be able to walk into it in a better way. And I'm not going to be able to love you the way I'm supposed to. And like, so that, that can be really hard. Um, I think one of my biggest challenges is just my brain. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I mean, goodness me. I, people walk into our, our house and we, sh- I asked her to put a board up on our, on our, like somewhere in the house where it has my list of things I need to accomplish and do like, like, and I, everyone walks in the house and says, geez, Catherine, you have this. And it's like, no, no, I asked for this guy's like, this is something I wanted because I forget things so often. And it's just like, that's really hard for me because I'm like, I'm trying my best, but whenever you mess up so many times and can't remember things, it's like, even just thinking about that, like I lost uh, a piece to our vacuum and like, it just kills me that I can't find it. I feel like a horrible person because I can't find it. I'm like, where did it go? Probably threw it away. I guess. I don't know where else it would be. Um, 
can't believe you did that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I don't know where it went. Um, but it's like something like that. You know, even those little things are really hard for me. Um, and I, I've always been a little bit more of a, a sensitive person um, about things, which is also hard to walk in. You can't really talk about that with a lot of people because they're like, bucket up, Bronco. You know, it's like, you no know, being sensitive, you know. <laughs> um, but it's like a lot of things I take very seriously in, in a way that like, I let my feelings get hurt a lot, um, which I think is important for marriage to understand, like, disagreement and stuff like that is just going to happen. And um, I'm very, talk about it, move on, get over it, and you're very, I want to feel it, I want to, which is so I want to dwell in it. People would say that's the opposite of what normally yeah. is the way it goes, right? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, something that, like, we struggle with is, like, sometimes, you know... Your, your mouth moves faster than your brain. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and, been a problem forever. And you say something and you hurt me. And then I choose to move on and forgive. But then you want to dwell on it because you just feel mm-hmm. so bad. And frankly, sometimes you just throw a pity party about it. Throw a pity party. It. And then I'm, I end up the one comforting you about it. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm the one that got hurt and I'm comforting you. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there's a line between like... Taking responsibility and acknowledging it, but not dwelling in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know that. I've always done that, though, too. But I mean, like, you know, I mean, a lot of us, that's our, like, natural reaction. And then it kind of turns into, like, this revolving door of just, like, one person saying something, one person saying, you know, like, going back and forth and back and forth, like, no, I'm comforting you. No, I'm comforting you. No, I'm, you know, like, things like that. And then it's, like, you just, like, oftentimes we just find ourselves in that place where, like, what the heck is happening? Like, what, like, we just need to stop. Like, we just need to understand, like, like, even for me, like, a lot of times I'll just try to own it. I'll be, like, I messed up. I'm wrong, but then my sensitive cord hits, and then I just start to cry. You know, stuff like that. That's what you, that's normally kind of how it rolls. Um, but it's just like I think one of the things with marriage that I've learned is trying to understand the other person and understand that there is always going to be growth that's necessary. It's like, you're always going to want to grow. It's like, we hope to grow every day. Um, and it's like, I've just been having to understand that you chose me and that you said, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And that even if there's a day where, where you're not happy with me and, uh, I made you said something really rude or whatever, like I've done that guys. (laughs) It's like, it's just something that I've done. Um, that you're not going to leave me. I've had such a horrible like perspective of that in a way that I'm just like kind of, it turns into a woe is me, but it also just is like, sometimes I remember, I don't remember when it was, but it was not that long ago where, um, just some things were said or whatever. And like, I remember you had to leave that night to go meet with someone. And like, I was a wreck, like, and it was kind of a what was me party going on. But at the same time, it was also like, I just was like, what if she doesn't come back? 
you know, like, I, I, like, naturally, like, sometimes that's how I would play it out. But I've had to recognize she chose me. She wants to be with me. She tells me how much she loves me all the time. And it's like, I see the, the negative, but that's all I choose to see. I never see the good, you know. It's like, you've had to help me see a lot of that um, and seeing, like, hey, like, She's told me that she loves me 5 billion times, but I choose to see the one time she's hurt, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And so those are like, I would say that's one of our biggest challenges is working through that kind of thing is like just seeing each other and understanding like, okay, you act a certain way. I act a certain way in all sorts of different situations. And we're able to like learn that together. So like, the advice that I think we could give is to like other people who are going to be getting married. It's like, I mean, for one, don't give up like on each other ever. Like that's something we tell people. It's like, we watch in this world, how many people are like get married and then they get divorced. And like, it breaks our heart to like see something like that. Um, but it's like, remember that, that, that covenant that was made, like it's really important. And it's something, it's like, it means that through the good and the bad, like, you just keep fighting with each other. Like, not fighting in, I guess I should say that a better way. Like, you're alongside. not fighting. Yeah, fighting alongside. Um, but it's just, it's like, remember that. And remember, it's like, keep learning about each other all the time. Um, because even like we've talked about, it's like we face these challenges. It's like in the moment we have to talk about those things about like, okay, like whenever I've said something rude to you, like you have to like, be like, Hey, what you said really hurt me. And I have to own that. I normally don't even have to say anything. I just well, yeah, make you a don't. face and you instantly realize. Well, I, I think that's vice versa, You know? <laughs> I mean, that's true because I, I mean, even my mom could tell you and my dad, anybody in my family could tell you like, this has always been something that I've struggled with like my brain it's like it's so weird because like i mean i'm not i'm not trying to puff myself up or anything i don't want to sound like that but it's like normally i'm a super nice like right. people tell me i'm an overly nice person normally yeah and it's like like i don't say rude things like something rude comes out of my mouth i can't stand it basically like mm. it's just not right it's not the same it's not my vocabulary yeah um but sometimes like like you said, like <laughs> my brain is going, my mouth or my mouth's going faster than my brain's thinking about what's about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> and that can be hard, you know, and that's just something we've had to learn. You know, not every guy is going to be like that and say, well, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there who definitely say things like that, but it's just like working through that, like work through whatever you're going through by talking with each other and. And really having that forgiveness, you know, with what you're dealing with. Um, so what what else? Um, what are some other things maybe you've like learned with marriage? Like, what are some things? Marriage is so fun. Like, we'll talk about the good stuff. Like, honestly, I know, yeah. Well, that's what I'm I'm oh. getting into. Like, what are the exciting things about it? Oh. Like, and like, honestly, what have you learned? Like, and you're my best friend. You yeah. Know? And like, yeah. Just being able to be together, and even if we're not together during the day, like we get to start our day and end our day together, and like we're constantly just laughing and having fun and being goofy. And I 
Yeah, I'm a dork. <laughs> yeah, but we just that's true. We just have a lot of there's there's so much good there and like we're like thinking about like what the Lord's doing. It's like he's so faithful in like all situations. It's like and and we get to just a lot of times our laughter is like when we get in the car, when we're going on trips or when we go to the store. <laughs> I think those are like those are some good moments. But sometimes it yeah, like you said, it's just nice to be able to start and end. Cause we were like we wanted that so bad. Like we just wanted to be there. And it's like every night I just fall asleep next to you. And every morning I just wake up next to you. And I always know that I'm coming back home to you. And like that's something that like that's something that's just really good um and happy about like marriage. And there's I mean, there's so many things. It's like we just get to do life together. Cooking in the kitchen, um, doing the dishes together, doing the laundry together, um, cleaning up our dog's poopy. Not together. That's only me. Hey! <laughs> well, you gave me the poop duty. <laughs> our dog is somewhere around here. I think he's sleeping on his bed still. Um, I want him to come out here because he's fluffy and cute. He's a big part of our life. Mm-hmm. We love our dog. Um... If you haven't seen pictures, go to our social media. You'll find them. <laughs> He's the cutest boy in the whole world, and his name is Dusty Bottoms. <laughs> yes. Um, he's just, he's cute. He's a, he's a big part of our life. It's just something special. Like, we just have a dog. We have a house. We have a really pretty house. Like, God's blessed us with so much. Um, like, we're truly, like, blessed in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, our ha- we, have a, we have a ping pong table. My amazing, my amazing wife got me that. <laughs> it's so cute. The house, like, it's just... Like, I'm able to look at it every day, but... Um, like, it's just like we're really blessed. And we have, like, so many amazing people in our life. Um, and I think that's just something special that not a lot of people necessarily have. Um, that I don't want to take for granted, even in my own life. But it's like, just ultimately, like, we have each other. Um, you know, even in our marriage already, like there's just been some days and times where not even necessarily about us and like someone saying something hurtful or anything, but like just in our surroundings, something is hurt and like, or something was triggered. Like we both have triggers in our life that, um, are hard. Um, and knowing that we have each other and like, we're able to just come together and like, I can hold you. Or if it's me, like, you can hold me. Um, and we get to share that togetherness through those hard times. Like, I think that um, I think that just helps so much. Um, but, yeah, um, there's, a lot of ex- there's a lot of stuff, I think, that we could talk about. And do you have any advice? What would be your advice to people who are about to get married or... Yeah, who are about to get married. I think that's where we should go because we've only been married a few months. Or whatever. Any any advice in the dating, engagement, married. And then we got a couple fun questions here um, for people. Um, Honestly, just have no expectations. (laughs) Have no expectations. Because it's not going to be anything like what you think it is, honestly. Like, I mean, obviously, like, highly recommend premarital counseling and, like, make plans and communicate goals but frankly if you go and thinking it's gonna be one thing it's totally not gonna be 
In a good and a bad way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it can be... Too many people go in with an expectation of whatever area it is. Mm-hmm. Of it being like... I mean, maybe it would be like the sex stuff we've talked about. Like, you go in with an expectation that it's going to be so amazing. I mean, the culture that we live in makes it look pretty amazing, quote-unquote. Like well, they, I mean, it is. <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean. Like they make it look like something, and I can speak from experience of someone who watched it, essentially. Like a shame, a sh- shamefully, like I, I viewed that stuff all the time, and they made the the people there made it look like something. But whenever you're married, it's something completely different. It's a connection, um, but it's not always going to be perfect. And it's like, but if you go in with the expectation that it's going to be that, and you're hurt then it like it it kind of shatters that more whereas you need to go in like you said with less of an expectation of these things and even like of your partner it's like if you expect so much out of them remember like we're all broken human beings desperately need in, in need of Jesus every day but if you go in with the expectation that you want them to be perfect like you're going to have a lot of problems um and so that's important um I don't know. My, my advice, it would always probably just be the communication side of things. Um, like always continue to communicate, um, about what's going on. Um, again, not something I'm very good at, honestly, like she has to pry it out of me all the time and that's not something I want her to have to do. Um, sometimes I say things, but like, it just depends. But I would say like communication is so key. Um, and you've, I think so many people who might be listening to this have heard that a million times over again. It's always communication, communication. Um, but it truly is something where you have to learn how to communicate with each other too. Um, in order to understand, you have to, if you're understanding your person, you have to understand the way that they listen or like hear things. It's like, I can communicate. Like, it's like, I've, I've thought about some people, they're like, whenever it comes to like sports, like sometimes people need to be communicated through like the coach yelling at them a lot. Like it really fires them up and they like it. There's other people like me who are like, if you do that, it only makes me shut down. And it's like, so it's like, even in that sense, like understanding how to be able to communicate with each other is important and learning that is something that we have to do. Okay. That's a lot, but we have two more questions. Can we skip the second to last one for now? My body hurts. Which one? The Bible verse one? No, the second to last one. The favorite worship or Christian song from the past year? You don't know it? Is that why? Well, I don't know. And Your body hurts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can answer mine and then we can go to the next one. Okay. Mine has probably been, uh, well, there's been multiple, but I've really liked A Thousand Names. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, there's one called Nothing Else that I really like as well. Um, there's a lot of been, a lot of good ones this year for mm-hmm. sure. And like, I want to carry into like the next year. Cause like, I think for me, like worship music has been something that kind of held me together a lot this year, um, in a lot of ways. And it's just been really good. Okay. Bible verses you're walking into the new year with what's yours, babe? Um, well, it came up on the you version verse of the day i have a widget and most of the time they kind of just put like hallmark verses yeah 
Not that they're not good, but they're just kind of, you know. Yeah. Like, during Christmas, it was... Yeah, it was just, like, verses that, like... Like, normal. Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. Well, you know, trust the Lord with all your heart. You, gotta, yeah. you know, just obviously good, but, like, you're part of the thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one kind of is, too, but I hadn't heard it in a while. Um, it's Job 19.25, which we've studied Job together um, in our summer small group. I don't think we did Job. No, not Job. Not we Job. Did, we did. We did like Jose. We did all the minor yeah, yeah, prophets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was like Job. I don't I think we did Job. I got That's okay. Um. Anyway, so it says, Job's "For I know that my redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth." Um. And so obviously Job's story was a challenging one. Um. But just being able to profess like through the good and the bad that like, I know that my redeemer lives, and like at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. he's the ruler and he's overall. Um, and so when we're walking through the good and we're walking through the bad, like, frankly, none of it matters. Yeah. Because the world is not our home and mm-hmm. Jesus has already won. Yeah. Amen and amen. <laughs> That's true. I almost wanted to start singing the song. For I know my redeemer lives. You know that song? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's an old one, but, um. It was good, man. Thank you. I wasn't really trying that hard. If I was really trying, it might sound better. Fun fact about Zach, he's an amazing singer, but he will never admit it or show anybody else besides me. Okay. Well, that's not true, yes, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's a really good verse, um, especially to like walk into the new year um, with. I think for me, um, when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, <sighs> what is it that I want to walk into the new year with and stuff like that? Um, and I was really like challenged and convicted to a to a degree because one of the things I was going to say is just like a lot of Romans like there is for now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus um is something that I want to walk in with because I'm someone who's pretty hard on myself and like I just don't I kind of get let that get in the way of seeing all that God is and all that he's doing um and so it's like something that I want to walk in with but also at the same same time I was convicted because I was like this past year, um, I haven't been so great about reading my Bible and like really digging in and understanding scripture. And I was even talking to one of my friends this morning and just seeing what he was going to study now or like what he was studying in the Bible. Um, and we just started talking. And at one point I was talking about just how bad I am at memorizing because I haven't put any effort into it. Um, and so it's like just kind of stuff like that and trying to walk Especially, like, you talk about, like, we're married, and it's, like, it's important to, as Christians, to stay grounded in the one thing that brought us together, you know, and, like, making sure that, even for me, it's, like, I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader, and I've found that I've done a pretty crappy job at that, and, like, trying to walk in that better, um, so that I can lead us well, and, like, there's just, there's so much goodness in scripture, and it's, like, just this morning, like waking up and getting in God's word um, and like just going throughout all different parts of scripture, actually planning for uh, something I'm going to be leading soon. Um, it's just like, it's so, it's so amazing. Like you just, we're just able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that is kind of just where I'll leave it with that. Um, but yeah, this has hopefully been a pretty fun, a different podcast for everyone. Um I really enjoy like having people on. I think it's a lot better to have someone there to just talk to and like 
you get to do something like this. And who better to start that off than my wife being the first one, my first guest on my podcast. And I'm sure you'll hear more from her. Um, I really can't wait for the day whenever she likes able to share her testimony um, on here and stuff like that um, because it's really powerful. And like I've already seen what God has done through it. Um, and so it's just like something exciting for me, I guess, as her husband to just be able to be like, yeah, you know, like um, it's just really cool. Um, but also like, I really want other people on this podcast. So if, if you've taken the time to listen to all hour, the whole hour of this podcast, um, and you're, you just have something you want to talk about, like, well, let's, let's talk about that. And I want you to be on the podcast. Like I want more people on the podcast to share like some of their point of views on things. Um, some of the things they're passionate about, um, because I just want people on here. I don't want it just to just be me all the time. Um, but yeah, so I'm grateful for everyone for tuning in to this episode. I think four is where we're on episode four or five here of the new season of this podcast. It's a new year and I hope that you guys are able to just walk into this new year glorifying the Lord. Most importantly, again, I want everyone to just kind of hear the gospel truth that, that Jesus died on a cross um, and he's calling you to repentance and to believe in him. And more than anything on this podcast that you'll hear is that is that you'll hear that Jesus died on the cross. And I just want people to believe it um, because it's the most important thing. And it's the thing that transformed my life. And I know it's transformed uh, my wife's life as well. And so um, again, we talked about a lot of this stuff and there's probably questions. So if you guys have any questions, feel free, reach out to me on Instagram or whatever. Um, I think, what is my handle now? I think it's just underscore or just Zach underscore something like that. I can't even remember anymore. I've changed it like twice. Hold that thought for just a second. She's looking up. It's just Zach T, I thought. Right? Just underscore Zach Yes. <laughs> just underscore Zach T. Um, you can find me on there. Um, or hopefully you've just already followed me and we don't have to worry about that. Um, but you guys can reach out on there um, and send out questions that you guys have. Um, especially for someone like us who we've only been married for a few months. I think there's some interesting perspective that can be given um, but sometimes it's hard to answer those questions when you're just trying to make them up, you know. Um, so thank you guys. And I hope that you have an awesome, super, super blessed day. Uh-uh.